Hello and welcome to the Shagilala Salami Show and the Virtue Cafe. Um, who have I got here with me? Little human, what is the problem? Can you imagine? I'm doing my intro and the little human comes and talks about poo poo. Okay, come here, darling. So who have I got with me? Yes, darling. Hello. Um, I'm Tara Woods Turner. Uh, I'm an author and an etiquette consultant. So it's good to be here with you today. Yes, well, one of my favorite authors. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. We um we sort of had blizzards last week, and today it's sunny and bright, so I'm cool. not gonna complain. Oh, perfect, perfect. Um, so how do I sound today? Because the last time you were here, my voice was basically sounding like tadpoles and frogs and whatnot. So yeah. how do I sound? I can hear you at all, so this is good. Oh, good. This is good. In fact. On our last episode, uh, we, we the guests just sort of kind of had to chat amongst themselves because you were barely audible. You were not doing so well. So you, you yeah. sound a lot better today. Oh, good, good. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's just the, the lovely weather we have here when it just comes and everyone just goes and knocks for six. Uh, but today, uh, the weather, yesterday it was raining nonstop, but today is so much better. Um, the rain, the rain, the rain has stopped. Um, when, when can you expect spring in London? I think possibly from, if we're lucky, next month or April. Um, well, officially, I think was my, but then global warming has been affecting things and the weather um, patterns. But who knows? It might come early, or if not, maybe by May. But I think from next month or or April, or April, then the weather the weather would get better. Right. Well, you you be sure and enjoy that ten minutes when it does come. <laughs> exactly. You said the right word. <laughs> ten minutes. Yeah. And then I'm hoping that sometime in summer we will get that one day, one day of right. sunshine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and enjoying the weather here. It's not. It's not bad today. Not bad at all, actually. Yes. I'm not really sure what the problem is with the little human today. She's just going mummy, mummy, mum. It's like I think because she her vocabulary is improving. And her voice is getting stronger, and she seems to just like to say "mummy, mummy, mummy, mummy" for no reason. I really wish I had a mummy jar. You know, like when you have the swear jars, right? And every single time someone swears, they put a pound in it. Yeah. I really want a mummy jar. So every time she just says "mummy" for no reason, I get a pound. I think I would be a very rich woman at that rate. <laughs> then you could go somewhere warm for for the winter. Exactly. Yeah, just get mommy jar. Seriously, someone should get me a mommy jar, right? And then every time this little woman just goes, mommy, 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 that's like 10 mommies in one go, right? That's 10 pounds. Imagine if I had 10 pounds three times a day, 30 pounds in a month. In a month. <laughs> you know, I could go on holiday, right? All right. I think my, I think my husband wants a husband jar. <laughs> He'd be rich. Of course, I'd be broke, but, you know. Yes. Okay, so, <laughs> okay, so I'm actually quite curious. It's something that I wanted to um, yeah, um, ask you about. I use glasses, um, and my dad, he's got like, um, is it? I don't want to say end stage, but it's more or less end stage um, glaucoma. Um, right. And, you know, typical guy, you know, he's not really looked after his um, eye health till it got um, so bad. And I'm thinking, well, I'm hoping that as the years progress, you know, technology will get better 
and you know there are a lot of things you know to help um, people with visual um, impairment. So I know that you you know you've said to me prior you know in other conversations you know that you do have reduced um, vision. So what what is what is uh, what is your I know it's it's not glaucoma is it? What is it called? Well, actually, I have had surgery for glaucoma. Um, okay. In, yes, in 2011 and 2012, I had glaucoma surgery, but I was I was lucky. It was um it was pretty successful. It it, it took care of the the issue because um you know I had narrow angle glaucoma and it was okay. uh, it was a glaucoma. It, you know, either you have the kind of glaucoma. Uh, of course, that's when, you know, fluid pressure builds up in the eye. You can have glaucoma that is painless, which means a lot of people don't get it diagnosed because they're not in any discomfort. Yeah. Um, I know this sounds strange, but fortunately, mine was the very painful kind. Oh, and yeah. It, it, oh, it was, it was horrible. It was the kind you can't ignore. So, you know, you can say on the one hand, that was good because it caused me to, you know, to get medical treatment. So, yeah. and, and the surgery, you know, within a month, I was not even having any symptoms. So it was, it was pretty successful. Um, hmm. But my, my current vision loss is because um, of a condition known as retinopathy, which basically means that I have um, a lot of, I have issues with the small blood vessels in the eye and they tend to rupture a lot. They're not very stable. Okay. So when that happens, that means that there's um, a decreased vision because of, you know, decreased blood flow and, and episodic uh, hemorrhaging that leads to, uh, to, to vision loss. So yeah. that's, that's kind of ideal. Um, although I have had ish, eye issues, basically since I was in mid twenties. Okay. So it's kind of always, it's kind of always been sort of one thing or another. Um, but uh, despite the severity of my vision loss, at least it, currently it's stable. So even if it's poor, it's poor stable, which means it's, it's not getting worse, right? Yes. Okay. So, okay. So you say your vision problem started in your 20s. So, so, so tell me, how, like, how did you start noticing? So let's say when you were a teenager, you know, you had 20-20 vision. Then when did you start noticing the things we're not 2020 anymore? Right. Well, I wish I had 2020. I was having vision problems when I was around, around 10, more or less. Um, okay. Nine or 10 years old. So I got my first pair of glasses then. Um, and things were, were pretty stable. I mean, with glasses, I, I was 2020. I had my first real episode with vision loss when I was 26. Um, I was, I, I just returned from a weekend with friends and I was noticing some, uh, some blurred vision and I had a massive migraine, like the world's worst migraine. Um, so I actually went to the emergency room and I got it. I got a shot for my, for my, what we thought was a migraine. 
and uh, the pain cleared up. The pain went away, but I noticed that my eyes were, were really tired. It was sort of hazy. So uh, two weeks went by and I went away for a weekend. Uh, it was Easter and I spent Easter in New York with some friends of mine. And uh, I returned on a Saturday and I was exhausted, of course. I'd been partying all weekend in New York. I woke up that Sunday morning and my eyes were uh, very dim. Um, I just thought I needed more rest. So I went back to bed, slept, woke up Monday morning and I couldn't see a thing. I was completely blind. So of course- Wow, that must have been scary. A little, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty terrifying. And I was home alone because so what my did husband- you do? He, well, my husband was at work. I literally crawled to the phone. Wow. I, it, it was funny because when I, you know, when I opened my eyes, I thought it was just, you know, you know, you go to sleep with the lights off. I just thought it was still, I thought it was basically middle of the night. I thought it was still dark. But then I realized, wait, my husband's not here. That means he's at work. That means it's at least eight o'clock. And then it just kind of hit me. Oh my gosh, it is daylight, but I can't see anything. So I made my way to the phone. Um, of course, I didn't know how to dial the numbers. Um, and I figured out that the number five key on the phone, on the keypad, has a little bump on it. That out, you know, after about eight or nine tries, I realized that the five could navigate me. I called my husband's job, told him it was an emergency. Um, he sent a friend of ours who was closer because my husband worked out of town. He got there first. Uh, I let him in. Um, he waited there with me while I showered, quickly got dressed, and he raced me to uh, my eye doctor, and then my husband met us there. And then that's when, you know, um, I had an examination. My eye, my eye doctor said, okay, um, I'm going to need you guys to go straight to the hospital. And he gave us, you know, directions as to which department to go to. Long story short, uh, you know, after, after two days of tests, uh, it was determined that I had optic neuritis, which is, uh, you know, swelling of the optic nerves. And um, that is a condition that I actually struggled with for about five years, five years or so after, well, after the initial, yeah, after the initial diagnosis, I would say my vision began to come back after about three months. Okay. Started to come back around, you know, the three month mark. Um, but for the next four, four and a half years, it was, uh, it was, it was a very slow uh, return. Mm. Um, but I, and I went, I ended up, uh, attending school for the blind in Raleigh, North Carolina, which was actually, it was an awesome experience. Mm. And as the site gradually began to come back, I began to sort of regain more control of my life. Um, I was in college, I was working, I was actually self-employed. I was running a cafe, all of these things that well, I probably would not have done. Yeah, so quick question though. I didn't actually know that there, I know that there were school, like there were like, you know, sign languages and braille, but I didn't actually know that there was a school for the blind. Like, what was that like? That was, you know, that was, that was, that was an experience. For me, particularly because 
my blindness occurred in my adult life. Yeah. There are a lot of people who are born blind or visually impaired, or it happens to them in, in their childhood, and they've attended schools for the blind, you know, their entire lives. But as an adult, it was definitely um, a, a new experience. And on the one hand, I was, I was nervous. I didn't know what to expect, but I was also, I'm the type of person, um, I, I can be the challenge head on. And mm. I knew that my options were basically, you know, to sit at home on my couch and just hope that things changed or yeah. I could actually go out there and learn how to live with my new disability. Yeah. So I chose to do the latter and I said, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to make the best of it. At least I can learn how to live with this. It's not going away anytime soon. Mm -hmm. So even though it, it was sort of a, a, I won't say frightening. It was, it was a challenging experience, but I was also excited mm -hmm. because I was doing something, doing something is, is better than doing nothing any day. Yes. Um, so I just sort of, put my head down and I, I jumped into it with both feet and it really was, it was a, an amazing period in my life because I was learning so many things, uh, so many new things at once. And, and, you know, you learn a lot about yourself as well. Yes. You learn, you know, what your strengths are, your weaknesses, you learn what your thresholds are. Uh, you learn what you can do, you know, in adversity and, I had a chance to do so in an environment where things were geared ability. And I was working, you know, with, uh, with people and alongside people who I didn't even have to explain myself. We all knew where we were coming from. And it was a, it was like a family. I had an instant family. Um, and it was an extremely, I can, I can look back and say it was, it was actually a, a really wonderful time in my life. And I met oh, some cool. people that to this day, I, you know, I still very much admire. Um, yes. but again, and I was learning important skills, skills that I could, you know, take with me out into the workforce, into the work world. And what I learned was that, you know, and I know mm -hmm. it sounds like a cliche, but you know, your shortcomings don't have to define you. Of course, of course. They don't have to define you because for me, you know, my, my challenges or my disability is visual. But yeah. there are people, you know, out there who can see 2020, you know, yeah. they're not physically disabled at all, but they have their own disabilities. They have their own challenges. Of course. Mine was just the type that forced me to deal with it. Yeah. And, um, and the funny thing is that kind of, it actually gave me the strength to tackle other areas in my life that I realized, you know, you know, I, if I can, if I can deal with this, then I can deal with this or this or yeah. this or this. And it made me stronger in a lot of ways. The person I was before I, I lost my vision, um, just there's, there's really, it's, it's, it's like I did a 180. There's really no comparison. I've, I've become better and stronger because of it. it. Even though you, you know, you would, you would not wish that on yourself or on anyone else, but yeah. There, I mean, that's true for anything in life that's that's difficult or painful. At some point, you have to say, well, it can't be undone. So, so yeah. how do I move forward? You know, how do I move forward from here? And I've been really, really lucky, really blessed because I've always had uh, a very strong support system. Yeah. Um, 
a very loving family, really supportive friends. And that, that makes it easier. I, I didn't do this on my own. <laughs> yeah. So what sort of things, I mean, it should have, well, I'm assuming it was a big or a very steep learning curve um, for you. So what sort of thing, because again, a lot of times when people hear of visual impairment, they think of like walking sticks and, um, you know, guide dogs and stuff like that. So how did you learn to cope with just your regular like what sort of things did you learn or what helped you to cope with regular you know day-to-day -day stuff you know going to the bathroom you know like what sort of things were there right well again and that's that's another thing that was really helpful about attending uh school for the blind in, in raleigh um about 20 percent of our classes were geared towards daily living skills okay uh, Right, which is, you know, invaluable. Just teaching you basic things like, you know, the the, the, the right way, the safe way to prepare meals. Yeah. Um, how, to, how to clean your home when you have low vision. Personal uh, grooming. Um, uh, you know, you name it. Almost anything that you do on a daily basis can be, can be sort of modified or, or tweaked a little bit. So that you yeah. can still continue to do those things and not only do them, but do them independently. That's, that's the big thing, being able to do it on your own. Um, so that was, uh, oh gosh, those, those classes were everything. And as far as mobility, I had a great mobility coach. I've had uh, a few over the years, uh, Kim, Diane, and they teach you how to, uh, basically how to get around you know, and, and I use a, a cane, of okay. course, not at home, you know, everyone can get around their own home. But uh, if I'm, when I'm in public, usually I'm, I'm with my husband. So that's considered sighted guide. Okay. Um, but uh, I don't use a, a seeing eye dog because I work from home. But if I worked, you know, out like in public, uh, that, that's definitely something that, that I would, that I would take advantage of. Uh, but I work from home. So I just, if I'm out, I just use my, uh, cane. Okay. My, my so, but did you have to do any, um, modifications in your home? Because I've read, um, about stuff like, you know, you might have your phone with bigger keypads or, um, voice activated stuff. Did you have any futuristic type of things, you know, to help you, um, at home? Um, some modifications, but you know, no real bells or whistles. Um, just things that have to do, for example, with marking things in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, like they're called bump dots. They're like these little rubbery dots with stickers on the back, and you just affix them to your appliances, so that when I, when I go to use the microwave, there's a little a little soft sort of a silicone dot that's on the 30 second or the one minute button. Ah. So I can just, right. So I can just feel like if I want to heat up my tea or something, oh, speaking of tea, then that's the button I hit. And on my oven, for example, when I said tea, it really just like threw me off for a second. But, <laughs> and on my oven, you know, there's a dot like to the, to the, to the left, that's bake to the right is start and maybe at the bottom is stop, okay. you know, so, so, and, you know, that's basically it as far as most things are, are pretty um, easy to adapt to. 
Um, now, as far as just navigating around my home, there, you know, there are little things like, for example, my cutting board, it is double-sided, like on one side, it's black. So that if, if I'm cutting something like uh, an onion, because, you know, onions are white. So if I'm cutting white onions on a white cutting board, I can't even see the onion anymore. Yeah. So the cutting board is black so that the onion really stands out. Mm. Uh, then, of course, on the other side, it's white. So if I'm slicing eggplant or tomatoes or carrots, things that are darker, yeah, then it really stands out. So just, you know, just those neat little tricks that, that kind of, you know, make it make it easier for you. Wow, because I didn't know you could have those type of um, cutting boards because I'm only used to seeing um, unilateral ones, so either white or beige. Um, yeah. So, okay, that's, that's and, quite and most cutting boards. And most cutting boards are a lighter color. Um, but, but yes, I've, I've had um, uh, workers, counselors, you know, they actually come to your home and sort of, uh, they, they sort of walk you through your day to see how you function. Of course, no two people, you know, are alike. So yes. they, they kind of see what your daily routine is and what your needs are. And they walk you through ways and steps to make it uh, not only easier, but, but safer as well. Yeah. And they're just little tricks and tips that you sort of remember over time. Um, and it gets to the point where you can just, you can function, you can do everything in your home that you could do before. Mm -hmm. Although I, I, I still don't do laundry. <laughs> I don't like to do, my husband does laundry. So, but, um, I don't, I don't like to do that, but yeah, it's, it's over time. It just becomes second nature. People are still surprised when they realize that, you know, I, I cook dinner, I bake, I, mm. you know, I clean my home. I, I, I just, you know, I do uh, almost all of the things I, I did before. Yeah. So tell me about your laptop or your computer. Um, uh, how does that work? Now with technology, that is, that is, that's a different story. That's where the bells and, and whistles kind of come in, mm. in, in handy. Um, currently, or actually for the past five or six years now, I use, I use an iPad. Okay. Um, and it, it's absolute, I could not get by without it at this point. Mm. Uh, although I am training to use additional equipment, which is really cool. But what I've been using so far is my iPad because Apple mm. products, uh, Apple products are extremely, extremely ahead of the curve when it comes to accessibility. Okay. They have, they have a lot of accessibility features that make it easier, mm. um, not only for the visually impaired, but for the deaf. They even have features for people uh, with attention deficit issues. Uh, okay. Just it, yeah, just to make it easier to to. Uh, with product, you know, productivity, word processing, um, using the internet, etc. And the way my iPad helps me uh, function um, are the accessibility features, such as voiceover. Okay. I use voiceover, which means that uh, that's basically a screen reader. So the text that's on a website or in a word, you know, processing document, etc. 
it just reads it to me. It just, mm -hmm. I can, I can highlight the area of text that I want read to me. And it just, it reads it to me. Oh, wow. And that's, yeah, and that's how I do about 95% of my, of my reading or my, my input. Um, also, you're able to pinch out the screen, which means you just, you know, with your thumb and forefinger, if you just flex your fingers out, it enlarges the screen. Yeah, um, and if you move them together, okay. Yes, that comes in handy. And then there's also, I, uh, I use inverted colors. Basically, if, like, the way most people see, uh, what's, what's standard is black text on a white background. Um, that's, that's just, you know, common. But that is almost impossible for me to see because I need high contrast. So what my iPad does when the colors are inverted is it makes everything that's black white and everything that's white is black. So the background is black and the words are white. It reverses it and that's much easier for me to see. Oh, so between that's those very things, good. Yeah, between those two things, that covers almost everything I that I that I have to do. Some things are still a little you know, difficult. The technology is getting better every day. Um, and the, the equipment that I'm training on now is pretty cool. It's really fascinating. It will allow me to basically just do, you know, absolutely everything that I need to do. Um, What's this equipment called? Um, well, there's software that I'm, that I'm training on. Uh, it's called, um, it's uh, called magic software. Basically it's a zoom software and it's it's going to be installed on my desktop computer, uh, an actual uh, PC computer as opposed to a tablet. So um, I'll have so much more flexibility as far as what functions I'm able to to use and perform. Basically, I'll be able to use any Windows-based program. Um, Absolutely, I mean, I, I'll, I won't be limited by by uh, programs or, or apps or accessories that are uh, Apple-based or Mac-based, I'll be able to use all the Windows uh, functions uh, as well. Mm -hmm. So with, um, with full... No, sorry. I was just going to ask that. Let's say, because again, I'm just trying to imagine, say you have your iPad, right? Um, uh -huh. And you wanted to go, say you wanted to go to, into Skype. Like, how would you do that? Uh, well, um, first, you know, of course, my my tablet is on voiceover. So when I pull down the search bar. But how I'll do you know where the search in. bar is? Oh, well, um, you swipe down with two fingers from the home screen. Ah. And that brings up the search bar. And I'll just type in Skype. And because my my tablet speaks to me everything that i touch it tells me what i'm doing okay you would just type in skype mm -hmm. by looking at it so i will touch the s and it will t it will repeat it back to me s okay i'll tap i'll tap k and it'll say k because i need to be sure that that's actually what i want to be typing so it verifies everything i'm typing yeah so quick question but then sorry quick question how do you, before you do get the verification, how do you know it's S? Like, um, is there a separate keypad 
because I'm assuming it's like normal one that's just a flat on on well, LCD screen. Right. There are two keypads. Of course, there's the keypad that's built into um, the iPad itself, into the tablet itself, which is the on-screen keyboard. You know, just as you would have with a cell phone. Yeah. Um, but so that is also, of course, on my iPad, and it comes up anytime you go into a type field. Yeah. And and it just tells me, it just repeats back to me what I'm typing. Um, for example, if I'm on a website and I need to register and it wants my name and email address, hmm. well, when I tap on the name field, it will auto automatically come up just like it would for anyone else. The only difference is it's reading back to me what I'm typing in so I can make sure that it's correct. Yeah. I think what I'm asking is, though, how do you, with the keypad, I'm just trying to imagine because, again, I've got a touchscreen phone right and let's say I just do that and the thing how would you do you are you have you um what's the word I'm looking for got like finger memory where you can almost tell where each um you know like typist and there you know because you do it so often um right oh I right I see what you say yeah. well that's a good question because I also use an external keyboard ah I also right. I also use a keyboard that that connects to my iPad through the lightning port Okay. In fact, that's that's what I use almost exclusively. And of course, I've virtually, you know, memorized those keys. Um, yeah. And when I'm un and when I'm unsure, if I'm hesitant or if I'm not quite sure, um, I, I have about twelve percent vision left in my left eye, so I can okay. always like get up close to it to see is that what I really want to do. But but even with the external keyboard. With Apple, with VoiceOver, it will always read back to me what I'm typing. Yes, yes. So I'll always have a chance to, you know, correct it or modify it before. Yeah. No, that was what I was really curious about. Like, you know, if it's all flat on screen and you can't really put um, your little bumper stickers, then I was wondering right. how you get that. Okay, so now this is the good bit because I was trying to get a little understanding, you know, of how... Um, you know, you've got here because I always think of, you know, like futuristic things where, you know, a lot of things you might just clap and then the light turns on or you clap again and the light goes off. Or if you go into the kitchen, you might do kettle turn on, you know, very futuristic. <laughs> well, they do, they do have those things. Um, but, you know, honestly, I, I, I think that that technology is better suited for people who, you know, unfortunately lack the use of, of their, their arms and legs. Um, right. I, I find that it's, you know, it's relaxing to go into my own kitchen and, and, you know, make a cup of tea. Um, yeah. and, and just being able to, to, you know, do it with my hands or to really just engage in the experience. I find that it's, it's very relaxing and soothing. Um, yeah. as long as I'm safe and I'm not going to burn or cut myself, I basically, you know, can do, you know, everything that I could do in my home before. Although the technology that you're speaking about is out there. It's, it's, um, in fact, I have, uh, I have an Amazon Echo, you know, with the Alexa app and it is mm. amazing. It's amazing as far as I can just basically just speak to it and, and I can get loads of information. I can get it to load a book for me and read the book to me, um, which those kind of things just are lifesavers when you're visually impaired. 
Um, it also has a feature that you can uh, attach iHome uh, devices to your appliances. And I could say, you know, Alexa, turn down the lamp or start my fireplace and it'll do it. Um, I haven't quite gotten to that point yet, but the technology is out there. Oh, wow. That's that's absolutely um, amazing. So, right. So basically your life, you know, and something that I read somewhere that disability, no, attitude is the only disability. And because you've got, you know, a good attitude and you've not really sort of being gloomy and said, oh my God, why did I deserve to have all of these, you know, bad things happen to me? You've literally just been able to get up and continue with your life almost as if your vision has not really been impaired too much. To some extent, that's true. Um, and and I, I don't want to, I, I certainly don't want to, to paint a picture that, you know, you just, you know, put on a big smile and just of course, of go course. out there. Because, you know, again, as, as I said before, I had, I had vision problems uh, in my 20s that lasted uh, more than a couple of years, and things gradually got better, and then I had another major, major setback in 2011, in spring of 2000, excuse me, winter of 2011, yeah. and that was, that was much more difficult to deal with. That was much more of an obstacle uh, because it was, um, that was, that really, I mean, I had, I think in about a year, I must have had four, four or five surgeries. Oh, um, wow. Right. So that, and, and that, that was harder to bounce back from because you kind of feel like, okay, I can, I can deal with this. I can do it. And then you, and you do, you sort of pull yourself up by your bootstraps and then you get hit with another wave of, of physical setbacks. And mm. it's like, okay, strength to, to, to start over, to just kind of keep going. But you yeah. know what? You do. You just, you, you, you find the strength from somewhere. Even, yes. if, it, even if, if it takes you a week or if it takes you a year or two years. Yes. As long as, as you keep the right perspective. In other words, as yes. long as you understand that, Yes, it's bad that it happened, and it's okay to. It's okay to, to. What's the word? Um, to not have to just sort of snap right back. It's okay to. Yes. To go through that period of mourning, of yes. grieving your loss, but also to realize that, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. Uh, there are people who have it far, far, far worse than you'll ever have. Yes. And if it had to happen to someone, you know, there's nothing that says that that, that I'm too good for adversity to, to affect of course. me. Yeah. So, and then you, you, you gradually, you begin to come back. And another thing is when you're able to resume the activities that you, that you did before or to do things that you, that matter to you, that is so empowering. That gives you so much strength. And for me, mm. that, Definitely, definitely was um, my writing was a large part of that. Um, everything that that technology gives you back, every area of your life that you're able to reclaim, it just it just makes you that much stronger. And then you move on to the next obstacle, and the next, and the next, and you actually end up becoming stronger than than you might have been, you know, before it happened. So yeah, so yeah. <laughs>
You see, right now I'm feeling like Oprah, right? Like, you know, you know, like where you have all these, you know, really amazing people come on her show. Uh, and I'm really, please allow me to just bask in my Oprah moments for a second. <laughs> a second. Let no, me just bask like in my Oprah moments. We like those moments. We do. <laughs> I'm just basking in it. Just, just a moment. Just right. Moment. Okay. So now this is what we're going to like. Everybody, just stand up for a minute and let's give a round of applause to Tara Woods Turner. Okay, because she's an amazing <laughs> woman. Okay, because you know it's like if she was born, you know, I think if she, if you were born, you know, visually impaired, then you would not really know what the other side was. And I think Absolutely. it's a bit harder when you've had, you know, full vision, maybe you've been using glasses. And then, like you said, in your adulthood, you know, when you're already sort of almost set in your ways and stuff to then find, uh, you know, yourself losing your vision. I, I can imagine that it then, you know, it's a bit harder. You feel a bit more vulnerable. Yes. You oh, know, that's, a, that's, that's an excellent way to put it. That's that's exactly you're you're exactly right. You know, so, and then you just said, you know what? I will not let that, you know, you had the right attitudes. Like, yes, it's hard, right? Every, even people who've got two hands, two legs, mentally fit, uh, um, up, you know, sound and everything is going on. Life alone is hard for everybody, right? But, and, exactly. you know, so exactly. you then have this extra thing, but you're like, you know what, right? Even see, well, the way I look at life is that even when you're down, right? And you're just kind of like in wrestling, like just stay down. No, don't just stay down. Even if you only have to use your hands to pull yourself forward, then do that. Just pull yourself forward. It's only when you just give up and just stay down, that's when you're down. Even if you don't have the strength exactly. to stand up on your two feet, it's fine, right? Even if you mean you have to crawl and shovel on your belly, as long as you make that effort to do so and you're moving, you're still making progress, right? So yes. this, I have to yes. do. <laughs> oh my God, that's beautiful. I'm gonna apply. That was beautifully said. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know how they do the drop mic. Someone needs to tell me how to do that drop mic thing. It's like, drop mic. <laughs> drop mic. Just drop the mic. <laughs> oh, that was, that, was, that was perfect. Excellent. Exactly right. Exactly. And you know, and you see how because you've not given up, you've been going to do amazing things. You are a best-selling author, right? Seriously, seriously. Yeah. I've been, I've been fortunate. I've, I've been fortunate. <laughs> do this again. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Come on, people. If you're listening to this, um, we need to give this woman a round of applause, okay? We need to give her a round of applause. <laughs> But then most importantly, I think I need to also tell your husband thank you because I find that, you know, when you read stuff, a lot of people can't deal. You know, like how when people say, you know what, um, how was, how did they give? I've never been married. So when people, what was their, their wedding vows? For better, for worse, for richer, for poorer. And then the, now people have then change it for better, for stay, for, uh, for, for worse, for go. <laughs> for richer, for stay, yeah. for poorer, for go. And yeah, oh. Shagilo, I, I, you know, I can't, I just, I really can't explain to you how, how true your words are just, are, are just now. And I, I tell people, I say, you know, when things happen in a marriage, it doesn't happen to one person. It happens to the couple. The couple is almost like one person. So even yeah. though I lost my vision, you, it, it's almost like we lost our vision. Yeah. And 
I think people are people, they have good intentions and they, they are extremely sympathetic, you know, with, with what you're going through. Um, but I think it, I think that if people truly understood how it's affected not only me, but my family, you know, my husband, they would understand, you know, that, you know, in, in many ways he is the real hero. Yeah. Because I, I, I very much had tunnel vision. I was in the situation. I was dealing with it in a very real active way. Yes. <laughs> in which it, in a way it helps you to heal. My, my husband on the other, on the other hand, and my family, they had to basically watch this happen to me and they were basically helpless. And that, that is a much more vulnerable position to be in. Yeah. To have something happen to someone you care about and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, so, so that in addition to just the everyday, you know, backbreaking hard work that he's had to do, you know, while I've sort of been fighting my way back, you know, there's just, it, it's really, it's really hard to put into words. You know, we went from a couple that, you know, was, was extremely active. We both were working, you know, hard at work on our careers, um, you know, building our future together or what we thought our future would look like. And literally it changes overnight. It changes overnight. So not only did my dreams change, his dreams had to change. My reality changed. His reality had to change to fit our new reality. Yeah. So, you know, and I think just sort of appreciating and understanding what um, people go through who do have someone in their lives who, who have suffered a setback is just, it's so important, not only towards, you know, helping us heal, but just, you know, helping them cope as well. And he's, he's my biggest cheerleader. So <laughs> I can there's, there's just no way to express. Yeah, there's there's yeah. no. But way I have to, to give them a round of applause too. <laughs> <laughs> amazing hobbies, you know, to all the amazing hobbies out there that you know that do their own. So he's gonna he's gonna see this uh, when it when it airs, and he's he's gonna I he's it's he's gonna have a big head, but I hope it makes him I hope it makes him happy. So no, definitely. It, it, I can imagine people, they will be, you know, when you've got your future all planned out and something yes. like this happens and you just think, do I really want to deal with this? And, you know, a lot of times, you know, people just say, you know what, sorry, I can't, I can't deal. And a lot of times, you know, people back out. Um, they do. I've, I've literally seen it happen. It, it happens. They just you say, know. you know what, I, this is not quite what I signed up for. Exactly know and and there there it is so you know i i i i don't take for granted that he took our vows seriously and and, you, and when we said for better or for worse that you know he he honored that it's not something that you can take for granted when you see the opposite happening yes you know so, so you know that's why i had to give him a round of applause you know because he's very deserving <laughs> of it you know because when people for a lot of times you know we try to go for the easy option you know, and he's chosen to sort of stick in with the not so easy, um, you know, option and which is, I think is really amazing um, for him. And, you know, but then again, also I'm quite, you know, I'm quite inspired by, you know, by your courage, um, you know, to not, you know, to not, you know, sort of let that, um, you know, put you, 
put you down and you know and I'm sort of I almost feel like I'm doing this like for inspirational series because you know I'm a mom and I've got a little girl and you know I want us to see like all the all the different sides of life and you know see she's her vocabulary has come up and she's just like screaming right now and this is what I do and that's probably why my voice is because I'm trying to talk above her right so she just what's the problem young madam it's a competition Yes, yeah, so who can scream louder? And that's probably why my voice is not healed properly yet. Yes, madam. You see, she's telling me to get up. And she's busted. Mommy, get up. Mommy, sit down. Oh, my goodness, co-host. Okay, you know where you're nappy? No, she doesn't want to. So she's, she's a streaker. She sounds like my niece. But but yes, there's, there's no reason why we can't take inspiration from... from you know, everyone, anyone around us who is who's overcoming yeah. obstacles. So, you know, side of the floor with great vision, physically yeah. impaired or, 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 or not. Like Winston Churchill said, just never give up. Just never give up. Yes, no, definitely. Sorry, this little madame just distracted me for a second. Right, and she's not even offered you any hot chocolate, and she's not offered you any cake, even though I haven't baked. I've had you know. Sorry? This is the first time I've been on your show, and I haven't had any refreshments. I know, we're talk, sorry. Um, talk about obstacles. Talk about challenges. <laughs> so, the little bit of her cold is still there as well. Um, oh, yeah. She's got she's got loads of mucus, and I don't know why little humans think that mucus is delicious, and she loves licking on it. Oh God! But you know what? It everything that she's picking up in daycare, it just makes her uh, immune system that much stronger. Yes. So that's why I'm not I'm not too fast because I know she's going to be a healthy a healthy stallion or healthy mare when she's bigger. And, <laughs> Right. Okay. Well, it's been an absolute, absolute measure. Any last words of wisdom? Well, let's see. Wisdom. Hmm. Wisdom. You know, again, just, just, uh, I would just encourage everyone, anyone and everyone out there, you know, like I said, not, not all challenges are physical. Yeah. Um, just never give up. If, if you fall down, crawl until you can walk walk until you can run run until you can fly that's that's what i would say and you know every story is unique if it takes you a year to get on your feet if it takes you two years as long as you're working towards your goals as long as you're working towards an achievement and not giving up you're fine you're fine you're on you know you're on your own timetable so to speak just always work towards your goals always know that you you have it in you to do better to do more and never ever give up never give up that is absolutely amazing thank you very much you know to, you know for sharing your your journey with us seriously right i think oprah needs to come on my show right seriously <laughs> she needs to come on my show. we do amazing we have inspirational people here yes Yes, you you know you 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 find the most amazing people. I have to be honest. Thank you. Well, we do try. We do try. Um, but 
But, you know, this is one of those few times in London when we have sunshine. And, you know, in the UK, we are sun worshippers. When the sun is out, we take advantage and we go and have a conversation with the sun. So as much as I love you, my dear Tara, I'm going to have to say bye. Because <laughs> we need to go and get some sun bye -bye. and working out. Bye-bye. you vitamin D. <laughs> what a human you say bye. -bye. Yeah, she said bye as well. And then, oh, last one, last one. If people need to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Ah, yes. Um, well, the easiest way, of course, is through my website, uh, com. That's T-A-R-A-W-O-O-D-S-T-U-R-N-E-R. -E and there you'll find, you know, access to, to all my other platforms, social media. And um, yeah, and if you have your own you know, story to share of overcoming. I would love to hear it. And I would love to, you know, to feature it on my, on my blog. So yeah, just reach out and, and say hello. And uh, Shigella, I want to thank you again for having me on today. It's been my absolute pleasure. We always have the most amazing conversation, but yeah, so I will let you go and we're going to go, we're going to go say hello to the sun. God, and just go and have some sunshine and just do baby things. And you see, she's, right. she's eager to go. <laughs> All right, then. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening, folks.